0: You're listening to the Wicked Case Podcast featuring Cool Kyle and the Rev Kev. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wicked Case Podcast. I'm Cool Kyle, and with me, as always, is my snickery friend, my broski, the red,
1: red. I prefer Reese's to snickers, my guy.
0: Snickery. It's because you're over here snickering.
1: I can't Sn- help it. I'm always goofy when we're about to start the the Snicky show.
0: with the snickers.
1: Um, Don't you have something to say to me that happened earlier this week or last week?
0: Uh... Uh, no, no, I don't. I have nothing.
1: you have anything to say to me?
0: My mind is blank.
1: On the show. Like, hey, you just had a birthday. Happy birthday, buddy. Yeah.
0: I was going to wish you a happy birthday in the show, but now I just, I wasn't going to say nothing. I wasn't going to say it because you brought it up so quickly. No. I thought we'd open
1: with it. I thought people who were only going to listen to the first five minutes of the show. You didn't
0: even give me time. You didn't give me time to process.
1: To give you time. You're only
0: I was doing my intro, man. Do
1: you really want to hurt me? Do you
0: really want to make me cry? What?
1: From a song. You listen to so much eighties, but you're just stuck in like eighties Joel and Neil Diamond. You gotta branch out to like other stuff.
0: What what stuff are you referring to?
1: I don't know. It was from the wedding singer. I forgot who even sings the song. <laughs> But Alexis Arquette does the song, and it's the only one that she knows when they're doing the wedding singing. She's like, you know, she give me time, and she does it, and then they finish the song, and then she does it again, and then the crowd turns on her, because that's the only song she knows.
0: Never go watched.
1: Watch, go, of course you've never seen The Wedding Singer. Of course. <laughs> of course you haven't. Uh, of course you haven't. I have not. It's an Adam Sandler classic, man.
0: Yeah, I know, but... There's a lot of things that I have I can seen.
1: understand if you didn't see a Will Ferrell movie because, as you said, Chef hates Will Ferrell. But come on now. Yeah. Right. Well, I, 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 no. I, I will be the bigger person even though I'm smaller and shorter than you. <laughs> All right. Listen. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have jumped the gun. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know you said you do have a present for me that I probably won't get now because I opened my mouth.
0: No, I'm you'll sorry. still get it. I'm sorry. you still sorry. get it.
1: I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm very excited about today. We're back here doing the show. We didn't get a chance to get together last week because...
0: Of everything going on. Holidays. 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 Yes.
1: Um. I will start off the top of the show by saying this. <laughs> suck it, Ohio State. Suck it long and suck it hard. I should have kept all that stuff in. You took it all out for me because I was like, I don't want to talk my shit and run my mouth. And then it all goes sour. Boy, it went sour, but it went sour for Ohio State. Yeah. But the thing that aggravates me, and I know you don't watch a lot of college football. I do So know. Ohio State's got the one loss, right? And they can, they can still make it into the top four to play for a national championship, even though they got bodied at home by 20-plus points. By mm. the number two, potentially, maybe number one team in the country. Yeah. Which I don't think is fair. So Ohio State gets to sit around on the sidelines and eat their popcorn and watch from home while Michigan's playing for a Big Ten championship today. Or, I guess, Saturday, whenever this comes out. It, it already happened. They probably already won and beat Purdue, so it's whatever. <laughs> um, and then they have, they'll be like, oh, because you know USC lost, now you get to sneak in and play. You, you don't belong there. You don't belong there. You got beat by 20 points at home. I don't care if it was the number two or number 10 team. You got fucked up. True. You have no business being in here. Goodbye. TCU needs to win. If TCU wins... Those, there's going to be a lot of debate. When there's 12 teams in a couple of years, it'll make things a lot easier.
0: What? Is, how many are there right now?
1: Only four, but you have to pick like, you know. So right now you've got, well, at the time of this recording, Georgia, uh, TCU, which is Texas Christian University, and Michigan are all undefeated. If they all win their conference championship games, those three teams should be in no problem. Now the fourth team is a wild card. Do you throw in a one-loss Ohio State team that lost by 20 points at home. Do you throw in a two loss Alabama team who lost by like, you know, I think a combined total of like three or four points in both plays were on the last play of the game? Like hmm. and then you gotta look at strength of schedule and the committee always has a hard on for Alabama because it's they look at like, you know, fans and ratings and stuff and what's gonna be a better matchup, and they'll get the matchups that they want. Colin and I, shout out to you, Colin our favorite one of our favorite listeners. Um yeah, he him and I were talking about it yesterday cuz mm. he's like you could have a potential thing where let's say they move Michigan to number 1 and they play Alabama who's a 4 and then Georgia's the 2 and they play Ohio State who's the 3. So then you'll have a chance to have Alabama Georgia or Michigan and Ohio State. Granted, Alabama and Ohio State aren't even playing for their national their for their uh conference championships. So they have no business being there. Yeah. I say we just get rid of the college football four and just let Michigan play a, a Georgia and a best of three and whoever wins wins.
0: Mm-hmm. See, I don't know much about uh, the best college football. So well,
1: I... I'm trying to get you there. I'm trying to get you there. If I can, you're right now like I'd say like a D minus. You're not at an F because you do know some stuff.
0: I understand the fundamentals of football because I do I can, appreciate if I can the get NFL. You,
1: I'm going to try to get you up to like a C, just mm-hmm. a C, just right in the middle. Like you know, you know. You know enough where if someone started a conversation about it and they were like, oh, what do you know about college football? You could be like, you know, oh, this, this, and this. You may not know the players specifically and who's going to win the Heisman Trophy for best college football player in the country, but yeah. you'll know the basics. You'll know the teams you need to know. You'll know how it works.
0: But yeah, okay. I mean, and then it's going
1: to change in a couple of years when they go to the 12-team format, which is going to suck. Yeah. Actually, it won't suck. It'll be good. It'll just be a change in... There'll always be people complaining about, oh, I should be in there, number thirteen. Well, sorry, you're thirteen, not twelve. Hmm. So, and they're getting rid of conference championships, which kind of sucks too. But yeah, they're making super conferences now. They're putting teams that have no business being in regions in regions. Like the Big Ten is comprised of schools that are all in like the upper Midwest. Your Minnesota's, Wisconsin's, Penn States, Indiana's, Michigan, Michigan State, Iowa. Uh, Northwestern, Indiana, um, and Rutgers, Nebraska. And I apologize to the last team I'm forgetting. Uh, <laughs> Purdue? Yeah, I'm missing Purdue. The team we're playing today. Ah. But now you're going to add in USC and UCLA. They don't. That is not even close to close on the on the map. You could put UConn in instead. At least it's somewhat closer. That's you know, true, yeah. You got two teams from Southern California going to go play teams that are playing in like twenty. Twenty degree weather where it's snowing and windy and rainy.
0: Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. So that 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 would be rough. But we're not
1: making this a college football show because we have a whole bunch of random shit to talk about. And, and hey,
0: by the way, happy birthday. <laughs> Ooh. And Thank you, bitch. I got something for you. You
1: have something for me? It better not be a troll job. I got trolled hard no, enough on my birthday. Not a troll job. All right.
0: Here you go. Yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. So, for all the listeners out there, I got him a triple pop.
1: New World Order, New World Hogan, Order, Hall and Nash, the original three. Which actually, this is perfect because it'll segue into what I want to talk about. Two quick wrestling things. We'll get those out of the way, and then we'll talk about my birthday shenanigans, and then how our Thanksgivings and stuff were. Okay, cool. So this actually worked perfectly. So nice to yeah. done. Thank you, sir. You're welcome, brother. Nicely. All right, we're gonna we're gonna put this right over here, and we're just gonna leave it with the rest of the. The aesthetic. Okay. You've got a, a creepy Bruins knockoff elf on a shelf staring at me. and My got,
0: wife hates it. She said she told me to take it away, so I put it in here. I don't know where I got it from. I, I don't g- know. I gave it to you. Oh, you gave it to me.
1: I gave it to you because I got it as a present for my kids, and I was like, my daughter's not going to like this. And I was just like, I'm just going to give this to you. You can do what you want with it. And, and my it wife
0: hates it, so I put it in here for the show.
1: Good. <laughs> That's good. Your wife hates it, huh? That's good to know.
0: Yeah. All right. Nice. All right. Yeah. Keep that in mind for when you want to play a prank.
1: No, no, and I'm not playing pranks no more. I, because if I know, if, if I mess with her, I'm going to get messed with twice as hard and I'm going to be pissed about it. She already called the truce that she wasn't going to shoot me no more with any more Nerf guns. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and not say anything stupid and I'll just be in her good. And, you know, and then her and I's new thing is we bag on you. So if you say something and then it's negative towards her, I'll say, yeah, Kyle, why don't you support your wife? And you're like, <laughs> I do support my wife. You're supposed to be my best friend. You're supposed to be on my side. I said, I'm not picking sides. I'm
0: sorry. Oh, yeah. Just not setting when, me up and then... Listen,
1: not when she's in the room, but when she's not in the room. Bros before hoes. <laughs> just saying. Just saying.
0: Just saying. Just saying.
1: <laughs> so, um, so I watched... Um, speaking of the NWO. I watched the Scott Hall documentary. Have you seen it?
0: Not yet. Living
1: on Razor's Edge. It's on, the, it's on Peacock, if you want to go find it on Peacock. Okay. It's very good. Uh, basically just talks about how he started out in... How he wanted to be a wrestler, went to the AWA, WCW. Uh, I'm sorry, AWA, then WWF or E now, then WCW, and then had his whole fall from grace where he, you know, got into prescription drugs and alcohol, and he was in a downward spiral, and it took DDP and Jake Roberts to help him get back to where he was, and then obviously he recently died. So
0: yeah, but I guess there's. I know a lot of wrestlers go through that.
1: Well, it's he he described it perfectly. Nothing can compare to the high of, he's like, you know, when I'm me, it's one thing. But when I'm out there in front of the camera, in front of the crowds and the TV and everything, I'm Razor Ramon. I'm a completely different person and I'm, I'm in control of the situation. I get to do whatever I want. Mm. And he said, you know, when you have a high like that and, you know, the crowd's cheering, you're in this, you know, famous ladder match people are still talking about or all that stuff. And then you get like back, you're, you're trying to find something quick to like, Keep your go, keep the high going. And what do you do? You do drugs and alcohol and stuff. Mm. And that keeps the high there for the time being so you don't drop and plummet down. And then you go back out the next night. But then what happens after wrestling? And yeah. that's where the problem lies. Some people like The Rock and some people like Cena and Batista have been able to transition into acting. So that helps. And then people like Triple H have been able to do backstage stuff. And other people have found other things. Mm. But it's the same thing with any sport. When an NFL athlete retires... You know, some of them have saved up their money and they're able to live their own lives with their families, and they don't do anything else. And other people like Michael Strahan or Randy Moss, they get television jobs or whatever, and they just keep going. Tom Brady's got—I'm sorry—Tom Brady has a contract ready to go for like three hundred million dollars to go be the analyst, the lead analyst for Fox when he decides to finally hang it up. So yeah, that's. Oh, I have $300 million waiting for me when I'm done, so instead of getting hit on the turf and being cold and practicing, I just have to show up in my, you know, nicest outfit or whatever in a suit and tie. And-
0: but I will say, I think Brady would rather be out there on the field. I heard, like,
1: rumors. I heard rumors he could come back. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean, you
1: know. I, never say never. Fan, I don't I, think it's going to happen. I would probably give it maybe a 10 to 20% chance, but still a chance
0: yeah hey, we've learned one thing in wrestling you never say never you know right. anybody could come back of same thing with so couple.
1: i know we've talked about this before and i'll bring it up again
0: so in all the time that scott hall was in all the different
1: wrestling companies never won a world championship very underrated did not i knew that yeah. and i was like that's surprising because he was the first wwe guy to really outside of hogan to make a big jump in an impact i guess hogan and savage were there but I mean he made the jump and everybody thought it was him and Nash invading and blah blah blah. Everybody knows the story of the NWO. But Hogan won a title in the who was part of the NWO, and Bret Hart was part of the NWO and he won. And Sting, I'm I know he won and he Nash won a bunch. Why yeah. didn't Hall? Did Hall just choose not to? Because Hall had said in the documentary that he he wanted to improve his being, his like his spot in the company with WWF. And Vince said he couldn't do that, and Vince didn't blame Hall for leaving because Hall was getting guaranteed money from WCW to work less days. So, you know, and Vince had said it's not his fault. It's my fault. I should have – you know, he wanted to stay. Him and Nash wanted to stay, which if those two stay, who knows what the trajectory of WCW and WWE are.
0: might have been a little different. It might
1: have been very different because you would have had two extra spots, and maybe you're not having a Monday Night War or the war goes different.
0: Yeah, I mean –
1: But he had to do what was best for his family, but I'm just surprised the entire time he was there. Even, like, there are people who, like, David Arquette had a title reign for, like, a week. You're telling me Scott Hall couldn't have had a title reign, like, a world title reign for a couple weeks? And then just drop it and be done with it? But at least you have one on your resume. I mean, he's one of the more decorated Intercontinental champions of all time
0: yeah yeah i mean it would have been nice to see but i mean th- like you said there could have been a ton of factors as to why that happened
1: I, it could be yeah uh there is also a moment in there that it's at the very beginning of the documentary that i'm not going to spoil for you but it i did not know this and it's very shocking when you see it I'll, i won't ruin it though, for
0: you. <laughs> okay
1: but it's 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 pre-wrestling stuff and
0: you learned some interesting facts
1: uh, yeah, let's just see. I mean,
0: you could tell me. I mean, I'm, I probably won't see it, to be honest. So he
1: kind of murdered somebody, but it was in self-defense. Oh, wow. And it took him a long time to get over it because he was a bouncer at a nightclub, at a popular nightclub in Orlando and was seeing a girl who was at the nightclub. But she, I guess, was involved with another guy. And the guy was one of the managers, and he was waiting for Hall to show up one night. And he was outside in the parking lot when Hall showed up, and he pulled the gun, and the two guys struggled, and Hall said that he wanted to take the gun, and he wanted to pistol whip him, but he had the gun ended up going off, and he said the fucking bullet went through the back of his head, fucking blood all over the place.
0: Holy and crap. And he got,
1: he got um, arrested for second-degree murder, but then all the charges were dropped because it was turning out that, you know, he was in self-defense.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he
1: said it was an accident, he told everything, everyone would happened, and he said he lived with it for thirty years and he always blames himself for it and
0: couldn't even imagine.
1: His therapist told him to go back towards the end of the documentary, his therapist tells him to go back to the spot that it happened. I think it's called like dolls or something like that in Orlando. And he just he got chills and started to break down and he was like, My therapist thinks it's a good idea to come here and people tell me that, you know, it's not your fault, like you have to remember, like he was trying to kill you. Like he died instead of you, but ultimately his goal was to kill you and her. Yeah. So you,
0: I mean, and that's, you
1: you did it unintentionally, but you saved her her life and your life because you killed him instead. Even though you were trying to just pistol whip him, and you know,
0: yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like people don't realize in that sort of situation, what would you do? You know, it's like you have somebody yeah. trying to kill you.
1: Exactly. Well, he also had, you know, he was he gave some pretty good advice, like you know you know, don't, don't try to get with drugs and alcohol. Like he said, straight up, does it help you? Sure. It helps you to cope, but it's not the way to go. Like it's not. Yeah. And he said, you know, if you've got something holding inside for like, as long as I did, like, don't hold it in, like go talk to somebody about it. He goes, I have this burden on my shoulders for 30 years
0: Mm. and I
1: held in and do it. And I always thought that I was a terrible person because of what I did, but like again he didn't do it on purpose like in him he didn't have any problem with this guy the guy had a problem with him and he was minding his own business he literally just showed up to work that'd be like if you showed up to work and someone was waiting outside for you trying to kill
0: you like it's happened i'm not i, I won't say any situations but i worked at a place one time where uh a woman's husband thought i was a supervisor oh, yeah matter. and the husband thought i was sleeping with her even though i was definitely not and it's like uh I'm just her supervisor, mm-hmm. you know, but he showed up at the place to con- try to confront me come after me, and security mm-hmm. had to take him away okay. it's like you know it's, it's 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 a very scary situation it can be you know, and it's like you can't blame him for defending himself like
1: or defending his his girl i get it yeah
0: if it's my life versus somebody else i'm in no disrespect, but I'm choosing my life every time. Like I'm not, you know. Like if somebody's coming to kill me, I, I, nope. Sorry. Listen, people have been saying it time and time again:
1: settle it with fists, don't settle it with guns. Yeah. Good old glove slap never hurt anybody. I challenge you to a duel. Yeah.
0: Smack. Speaking of duels, I um I heard um in I think it's in Texas that if you challenge somebody to mutual combat, that you you can just fight. And you won't get in trouble. Oh, nice. So it's like if two people decide, like if I said to you, we were in Texas, and I said, you know what? Let's take this outside. And you're like, okay, fine. Let's fight. The cops couldn't arrest you or anything like that. They couldn't stop it. Nothing. Because it's mutual combat. Okay. So. That's, that's Texas for you.
1: They have their own brand <laughs> of justice down there. And I respect it. The, yeah. um,
0: the other wrestling thing we want
1: to talk about quickly, because it's it's a current topic, and it's going to be probably a hot topic trending because of what's coming up soon, which is the Royal Rumble, which is, do you think that Dwayne Johnson, the rock, the great one, the people's champ, the eyebrow-raising, trail brazen, heart-stomping, kiss-ass motherfucker, whatever the thing goes? Yeah. Do you know the thing? Eyebrow-raising, trail-blazing, and he always just changes it.
0: Yeah, he changes it usually every but time. But you know what man. I'm talking about. Yeah, the most do electrifying you think you should, man. Right,
1: whatever. Do you think he should win the Royal Rumble? I don't. I don't think he should. And my reasoning behind it is, why? Why do you need him to win the Royal Rumble? I understand the pop, and I understand that. But it's just one of those things where the fans are like, really? Like, you can have the Roman Rock match and not have him win the Royal Rumble. Have him be in the Royal Rumble as a surprise entrant. Make sure nobody knows about it. Nobody. Like, no insiders, nothing. Similar to how, like, an Edge thing or something happened where you didn't know the ro Like, you know... If you have, like, number 27 come out and if you smell, oh, holy shit, the fucking building would, the roof would come off.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. The roof would come off.
1: And then what you do is, towards the end of the match, maybe you've got Bloodline members already in the match, or maybe you've got Roman Reigns that comes out or whatever towards the end of the night, and somehow The Rock gets eliminated because of that. And, he, and Roman costs the Rock. Maybe Roman gets into the Rumble, spears the Rock, or whatever, and then someone comes in and throws the Rock out. You don't. You don't even need him to be in the Royal Rumble. You can already, because of who the Rock is, where his status is, and because of the whole, you know, Samoan history. You don't. You don't need it, and you're taking it away from somebody else.
0: I mean, I agree with you in that sense. Um, I will say, obviously, I would like to see the Rock, you know, come back in some capacity. I mean, that would be really cool. Um,
1: I I have no problem. Like I said, I have yeah. no problem with him being in the Rumble, but having be thrown out by somebody from the Bloodline, having be thrown out by Roman or beaten up by Roman. So then that sets the seeds for Roman Rock at WrestleMania. Everybody's yeah. talking
0: about. Well, it. the only thing is is that the winner of the Royal Rumble gets a shot at the at the champion at at WrestleMania, right? Right. So here's here's my thought process. What happens if it was a kind of a scenario like how Brock Lesnar did? Where he said, "I'm going to defend my title at the Royal Rumble." What if Roman decided to do that, and Rock came in and eliminated Roman, and then got eliminated himself? So that way, because you like you said, Roman doesn't need the championship at WrestleMania to face the Rock. No, that's true. So, what if it's that sort of scenario where we crown a new champion? They're
1: not going to do that. It's it's. Been, if you think about it, last time when they did it the first time, it was in '92. And they waited almost 20 years till they did – over 20 years till they did it again. And, you know, and, of course, Roman did it again. Now, um, you know, I could – I honestly don't think he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. I think it's going to be a setup where, like, Roman goes on this rant where he's going to be like, oh, I can beat anybody and nobody's been able to beat me and I'm the head of the table and I'm the true this and that. And then The Rock's just like, whoa, whoa, jabroni. Listen, you might be the head of the table. You might be the tribal chief. But I'm the people's champ. And at WrestleMania, I'm going to let smack down on your candy ass if you smell it, The Rock is cooking. And that could also lead to dissension between the family. Do you take The Rock side or do you take Roman's side?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it, during this whole scenario, does Roman still hold the title?
1: Yes. Now, what I'm thinking with that is maybe Sami Zayn wins the Royal Rumble. And now you've got The Rock, Sami Zayn, and Roman – In a triple threat match for the title. Oh,
0: God. But Sammy's already proven himself to Roman. He would lay down for him.
1: I know that. But do you think The Rock's going to allow that to happen? Do you think The Rock has a chance at a title? He's going to allow that? Because I feel like in this situation, if if it is a triple threat match, whoever that third man is, is going to be the fall guy. Roman's not taking the fall. And Rock's not taking the fall, I don't think. I think it's going to be... I, the question is: Is how long do you run with it? How long do you let Roman keep the title? Because obviously, it you, you don't want to get into WrestleMania with like the same expectation you had for years, where it was like, oh, Undertaker's fighting Batista for the world title. Pfft. Gee, I wonder who's winning that one. He's not going to lose. He's undefeated. Once he lost, it changed everything. But like, do you go into the the paper to WrestleMania or whatever saying? Oh well, the rock's gonna for sure beat Roman because Roman's taking vacation time. That is the one thing I don't like about insiders are all these spoilers where you know stuff ahead of time. Like yeah. I like the I like the the fact of like, oh, how you know, how is it gonna go? Like you don't really know. So yeah. I don't know any other people that could potentially be that third person to win the rumble. I don't know what their plans are.
0: I mean, there's a couple of people that I could see winning the rumble. Um it
1: would it would honestly work out better if roman didn't have both titles and lost one of them like i thought he should have to drew at clash of the castle so then that way roman and the rock can do their own thing he has the title or whatever but now the person who has the other title has to fight the person from wrestlemania I for from royal rumble that wins the go. that makes more sense to me but it seems like if roman's gonna have both titles the i mean like i said and would Triple H have The Rock do that in Triple H's regime? I could see Vince doing that, of course.
0: Oh, Rock, big buddy, pile, ha ha ha!
1: But mm. like Triple H, Triple H just brought back Tegan Knox for Christ's sake.
0: I mean, yeah, Triple H down been... Friday night. Yeah, so he's I saw bringing that.
1: back all these, you know, these people that he helped groom in NXT and made them superstars. And I mean, hell, Braun Breaker could be in the fucking match. You could have Braun Breaker, Roman Reigns, and The Rock. Which would be a great match.
0: Uh, I yeah. Because
1: that that wild card right there, Braun Breaker, like is because people have said, Oh, Braun's gonna be the guy that's gonna take out, you know, Roman Reigns, which he could be. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean there's and that's the thing I think that's really exciting right now in the WWE is there's so many possibilities. And you don't know. Like when it was Vince, you kind of could predict it, like, it's, to a degree.
1: Well, yeah, and I, I just I I don't see the the crowd turning on the rock if he won the Rumble, but it would kinda be an eye roll, like we didn't need this. Like you could have given it to somebody else. Like
0: my only thing with giving it to somebody else is that, like you said, then it presents a triple threat. I mean, it, has it happened before? Yeah, there's plenty. There's been plenty of instances where the oh, been triple they had threats.
1: they had the stupid decision of in WrestleMania 10 when in '94 when they determined that Luger and uh, Bret Hart were co-winners of the Royal Rumble the first time that happened. Yeah. The only time that's happened that Yokozuna would fight early in WrestleMania to um against Luger and there was um I think Mr. Perfect was the ref the guest referee for that match mm-hmm. and Yokozuna won and then later that night Yokozuna fought Bret Hart the last match and I think Piper was the referee and Brett won that match to win the title but Brett also had the first match so Brett had two matches and Yoko had two matches why yeah. why the WWF at the time didn't just go let's just have a triple threat match between Bret Hart Lex Luger and Yokozuna and let, you know, heart pin Yoko or heart pin Luger and be done with it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You, I think that would have been a much better match than have, oh, we're going to have a match with you now. And because Luger won the coin flip, he get like, what? No.
0: Yeah. That is a little um,
1: weird. That's mid nineties wrestling for you. It's a bad time. You don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> it is. It's, it is one of the darker periods. It's one of the darker periods in wrestling history for both WCW and WWE. I will say for WCW, the wrestling are – at least the talent seemed to be better if you go back to like mid-90s WWE or WCW. Yeah. But the, the whole product as a whole – like it was a downtime, which is why they had a boom period. Because you had your boom from what the mid to late 80s to early 90s. And then mid-90s from like 90 – like 94 to 96 is where it kind of was like, Ugh. Yeah. Especially 95. 95 was the worst time for WWF. And then in 97, the Attitude Era and it kind of rocketed itself up. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you in that sense, it, you know, there's especially, I mean, going back to the whole idea of like the lull that we were kind of in, we were in a lull for a little bit in WWE just recently, you know, but just I mean, and no disrespect to Vince McMahon, I, he put in a lot to the business, but now that Triple H has been in this position, there has been a huge amount of change.
1: Well, it's, it was... It's, it's basically like you just keep doing the same thing. Like, okay, pal, just do this, this, and this. And all these stories about Vince deciding to rip up the script last minute and all this stuff. And, like, if, if you're that upset about it, then fucking write the show yourself, guy. Yeah. Like, I know you've got 30,000 other hats that you're wearing, and that's great. Or if you don't like who's writing the script, then fire these people and find competent folks who can write scripts for you. I see plenty of people out on YouTube who are dedicated wrestling fans and wrestling insiders who have done a great job of booking storylines and stuff, and know what they're doing, or at least they seem like they know what they're doing.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of creative minds out there. You people know, people
1: are upset right now that they think that you know Johnny Gargano is getting buried by you know Triple H, and I maybe that's the case. I don't know.
0: But they also said that about Austin Theory, and now he's the United States champion. And so true.
1: yeah, nobody saw that coming. Yeah. Oh, if I wouldn't have changed,
0: I would be the champion right now. <laughs>
1: I should have known they weren't gonna have two faces two face teams win on the same night. I knew better, I knew better, yeah,
0: yeah, hey, it's all right, yeah you know, it's so all right, so we'll we'll talk more about the rock
1: thing, obviously as we get closer and closer to Rumble. It's only a month away now, so wow, I know it's crazy, isn't it yeah, um so let's let's rewind to last week and let's start off by saying, uh, how was your holiday, how was your Thanksgiving?"
0: It was good. It was busy, but it was good.
1: It's always busy when you have to see multiple families. Trust me, I know how that goes. Yeah, I've yeah. I've been doing it for years, man. <laughs> I've been doing it for years.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was good though. You know, we uh, I, me and my dad, we went over to the, the legend. Yeah, our dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we went over to the De Stefano side um, and had Thanksgiving over there, and there you go. that was good. And then um, went over to my in laws afterwards, chef side. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Did you see uh baby Saul? I did see baby Saul. Um for those of you don't that don't know my I have a new nephew. His name's Saul. Um he was born on the 18th. Um and he's very cute. Very small. Do you know uh weights and heights and anything or not really? No. Not? No. Okay. I don't know. I I could probably ask, but It's okay. Never asked. I just got to hoard the baby. It's gonna go on record. Your sister is hot. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna get it out of the I like the, the shake of his head. <laughs> Not on air, man. <laughs>
1: it's there now. That's I didn't the- say anything else. I fine. She is a pretty young woman. She's very attractive. Thank you. Okay. I didn't say anything else, just said she was hot. That's all I said. <laughs> it's gonna make Colin laugh. He's gonna be like, that's hilarious. I didn't even say names, I just said your sister was hot. I didn't even know you had a sister until I came over to your house the first time.
0: I think you're just digging yourself into a deeper hole, my boy.
1: (laughs) She doesn't even listen to the show. Not her. Who's going to listen to the show that's going to give me shit?
0: I don't know. Nobody. I'm just saying.
1: We're going to be talking about stuff that get me a lot more shit than this, so. Like what? My birthday shenanigans.
0: All right, let's talk about the birthday shenanigans. I had to give
1: my mom a heads up about it before she disowned me when i talked about what i'm going to talk about
0: (laughs) let's hear about that i'm interested about that
1: well first off my thanksgiving was good too thank you for asking i got to uh be the designated driver to three drunks after the patriots and vikings game and two of them don't remember even getting home one of them had to check the score the next day to see if the patriots won and the other one was just kind of a slobbery mess shout out to you rhino (laughs) um that was fun that was great yeah a lot of fun a lot of fun a lot of fun good times with friends <laughs> and then I went with the kids on uh over the uh, Black Friday to this place in Rhode Island, I believe it's called Let's Play or Go Play. One of the two. And um we it's like an indoor playscape kind of thing. Huh. You could even go on it. Oh. I was on it. So if I was on it, you can go on it. Nice. And go through the different like passageways and stuff and climbing up in the little Things with the kids and going down slides and hanging in with them in the ball pit. It was fun. Nice. So, it was fun. And then we went to Red Robin for lunch and then we decided to go to the mall. Why my ex-wife chose us to go to the mall on Black Friday, I will never know. But the kids got to ride the carousel and then, yeah. Oh, okay. But uh, birthday shenanigans. So, yeah, for those of you who don't know, at the top of the show and now, I had a birthday this past Thursday and I am now 34 like you, my guy. Mm-hmm. Shout out to us, old men. Too sweet. Yeah. I should've I should have done that with the NWO thing. Yeah. I did a high five instead. Whatever. It's okay. It's fine. Um so my morning started off by going to long shots for lunch. Or my afternoon, my mid morning. It was like eleven o'clock when they opened or whatever. And then I took my first adventure in my entire life. To a gentleman's club or strip club, whatever you want to call it. I went to the uh, Minx Cabaret in Groton. Um, as it turns out, when you go to the Minx Cabaret at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, it's not very busy. <laughs> there was a girl at the bartending. There was a girl bartending. There was one girl dancing. There was one girl who wanted to, but she had to wait to like sign a form or something. So she couldn't even do anything. So she just sat there and wait. And then there was probably maybe three or four people in there. Oh, was, wow. It was not very busy. It was actually probably the perfect setup set and scenario for my first time there because yeah. there wasn't a lot of shit going on.
0: Yeah, my first time was on a Friday night, and it was wild. I
1: bet. <laughs> I bet it was. Uh, apparently, because of inflation, uh, prices have gone up. So how much do you think a, a
0: dance from a young woman costs? So let's see. When I got mine, I think it was like 35 or 30, well, it depends. I guess 35. where
1: you go to, right? So
0: yeah, it was so, like somewhere around the thirties. All right, mine was mine was thirty. Okay, yeah, I got two of them. They were both thirty,
1: and then it was basically you got like thirty dollars, and it was like whoever like the song. Like I think it, I think it was like a song or a song and a half or whatever it was. I think it depended. Like if it was like a two minute song, you'd get like the other half of the other song. Oh yeah, because yeah. I was going to be like, oh, if it's priced, let's buy the song, Free Bird. <laughs> Let me hear some 10-minute extended version of Freebird. And just don't <laughs> stop playing. Let it play on loop.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, because they're very particular about can how— you, Can you play Mozart just consecutively
1: <laughs> and just let them flow into each other? You won't even know when the song ends.
0: Hey, you know, it's it's a, at 1 o'clock, you know? like with- I,
1: I will say I had—which um, which I think is really funny. The second time that I got my dance or whatever— Uh, A song came on that I would not have associated that should have been playing in a club. And I don't know how I feel about it. Do you know what song that is?
0: I could just see it coming over there to come. M-I-C-K-E-Y. And you're like,
1: no, wait, it's I'll tell you this. It's in that realm. Moana? No. Life is a highway. Oh, life is a highway. I hear the And I think it was the Rascal Flatts version.
0: Oh, and I'm geez. like, my
1: son loves cars. What are you doing to me? I can't think about anything else now except for the fact that Lightning McQueen's, like, driving to California. <laughs> oh, for God's sake.
0: Just drive my stick shift.
1: <laughs> she did not take a ride on my disco stick. No, that wow. Um, so, uh, she was a nice young lady. Um, do you want to take a guess at what her name was? I will give you this. I will give you this. Um. It is a type of herb, uh, A type of herb. Yeah, like a like a marijuana, like a marijuana herb. Yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently it's it's Eddie's favorite one or one of his favorites.
0: Purple rain, purple gush. No, uh,
1: it's a type of strain or something.
0: Oh, indica.
1: No, sativa. 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 Nice wow. done, sativa. Okay. So she was, um, she was my first. Shout out to you, Sativa. Shout out to Rhino, and shout out to you too, Pierce. You cocksucker. You fucking <laughs> Buffalo Bills fan. <laughs> Let's get him out of the way before we get to the the dancing stuff. Oh, okay. Wait, he's a Bills fan. So Patriots, Bills, whatever game was on my birthday, he got me a birthday cake, which was nice, but he had uh, like a picture printed on top that he printed himself, and it was a picture as like a, uh. uh What am I trying to say? It was a uh, Photoshop image. And it was me, like, as the Patriots logo. And then there was an individual, a black individual behind me. I don't know if it was a player or what it was, but they had, uh, like, a Bill's hat or whatever on. They
0: didn't explain it to you?
1: They did, but I was not in the mood because I was like, fuck you, whatever. (laughs) And then he also decided to get me, and Colin's going to laugh at this, he got me a manila folder and it said Hopes and Dreams on it. And when you opened it up, there was about a dozen or so fucking applications for jobs in there. Forever 21 was in there. Subway was in there. Kmart was in there. Toys R Us was in there. Toys R Us, wow. Kmart and Toys R Us aren't even fucking open anymore, I don't think. So, <laughs> but
0: they were like, what, what obscure place can we find on the internet? Oh, he printed He printed
1: all these job applications off at work while he was just doing nothing with his fucking time because he's a loser. <laughs> Fuck you, Pierce. <laughs> But yeah, so that was that That then the applications are currently in my car. And then everybody, of course, is like, oh, you're going to fill those out. And I was like, no, I'm going to fucking wipe my ass or piss all over. i like, fuck you guys. Get out of here. <laughs> fucking douchebags. Walmart was in there. Oh, geez. There. <laughs> so that brought my mood down. It, yeah, but let's man. get back to the fun stuff. So okay. I'm going to try to keep this PG. My mom told me, please keep it PG. But she's like 300 episodes behind. So it doesn't even matter. Uh, yeah, yeah. There wasn't anything too risque that happened. I got a lap dance. The girl took off her top. I fondled some. I was told you can touch me, but respectively, so I did. Yeah, yeah. There were hands on boobies. I yeah. That's that's all. I'm, that that and that was it. There were hands on boobies. She grounded on me a couple times. You know, we talked and kind of just you know. I asked her how long she'd been doing it for, and she said she was going to be a nurse and all this stuff. Blah blah blah. That mm-hmm. was all of us. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I do, I do have this though, that the bartender gave to us. And there's one for you, and there's one for me. And this is a VIP thing. So if you want to go in two weeks, I'm just saying we could go, because <laughs> I know you were bummed that we didn't get to go.
0: <laughs> I, you know, if my I'm wife just, says it's okay, I'm
1: just saying it'll be. It's it's on a Friday though, I think. So you'd have to work that Saturday. But we could go as uh-huh. a VIP guest of Kendra. Shout out to Kendra, the bartender. There
0: you go. <laughs> eh, you know. I was hoping
1: they were going to be, I was hoping there were going to be other girls that were there. There was not just on a, a Friday
0: night, it's going to be a little busy. Well,
1: Friday, it's going to be busy. You're right. But, and I could have been busy on a Thursday, but Thursday afternoon at one o'clock, not busy at all.
0: Yeah. Which yeah. is kind
1: of nice, though, because now they're coming over to you because there's not as many people to talk to.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, well, granted, on Friday, when I was there, they were very, uh, They, they. I think the problem is they always are looking for the next person who's going to give them money. Mm -hmm. So they will still come up to you even on a busy night. Oh, I know that. I know. (laughs) But
1: I'm just saying it's a lot easier when you're just the only person that's there.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. When you're the
1: only person that's there and they're just talking to you. And we actually had a conversation with her and it was fine. I'll tell you more details about what also happened. But – Off air. (laughs) Off air. Off air. So – I, I tried to keep it as respect- – I thought I did a pretty good job keeping it as respectful as I could. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, we – I we, mean, obviously, if you say the word lap dance, it wasn't like, oh, she was in her best nightgown and, you know, frilly <laughs> socks. Like, no, you, you're going to get what – you it's kind of self-implied.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we – you know, it's uh, once you say strip club, you, you kind of know what that entails. Right. You know? So we don't got to go too much into right. detail. There wasn't
1: anything else that happened. There wasn't any – anything else.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think the problem is that the, the the strip clubs get a stereotype that it's like a dirty place or like, it's right. you know,
1: which I'm sure there are a lot of places that are probably like that in bigger cities, Yeah, you know, probably down in like Orlando or Miami or Tampa, New York, California and uh, probably California for sure.
0: Yeah. But, you know, you go to a decent place like because that I've been there before the um, the Minx.
1: It wasn't that bad.
0: Yeah. It used to be the Gold Club, I believe it was um, called. Yeah. I, I went when it was the Gold Club and then I went. A second time when it was the Minx. it wasn't that bad.
1: Yeah, the girl that I had was nice. Um, I'll give you her uh, her measurements when we get off air. <laughs> I just don't want to say too much about her. That's no, all. I don't. I know. I'm trying to keep it, you know, respectful. Respectful. I, I got you. I got you. I, I you know, I don't want to give out too many things.
0: So. Yeah, uh, we don't. We don't got to talk about it. No, Sorry. We'll talk. We'll, we'll
1: talk about it plenty after the show. Oh yeah. yeah. So,
0: but that's that's got to be an exciting adventure your first time.
1: Uh, yeah, it was it was fine. I. I did tell her, because I didn't really know what to do. Like, I was, like, just sitting there. I was, like, I'm going to be completely honest. Like, I, f- I don't even know what to do.
0: She's, like, don't worry. She's, like, I... That was that happened to me on my first time, too. I was I told, because, you know, I gave her the money for the lap dance. She was, like, you know, starting to do her thing. And she said, well, you know, how how you feeling? Okay. Are you all right? I said, yeah, I'm okay. She goes, your first time? I said, yeah. She, I said, I don't even know what to do. She goes, don't worry. I got you.
1: Yeah, same thing <laughs> like she said. Because she like I said, she sat on my lap or whatever, and she was like, "You can touch me if you want, respectively," because my hands were like this.
0: Well, yeah, because that's what they tell you is like, "Don't touch the girls." Well, yeah, Don't. well,
1: that's 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 those are all my experiences at Grand Theft Auto when you bring your person in Grand Theft Auto Five to the strip club and the person's dancing on you or whatever, and you put your hands on her or whatever, and like the security guard comes, "Hey, leave your hands off her," and I'm just like.
0: Yeah. Well, and that was funny too because I went with my. my, uh, I had a friend at the time. We went, and he got a little. The well, not he, but the bouncer got a little lippy with him because he was touching the girl, and but my girl let me touch her all over the place.
1: Yeah, (laughs) and that's what she said. She was like, you know, as long as you do it respectively, that's fine. And I should have like maybe asked more questions, but I was just like, okay, and I just. We we talked and...
0: I've come to realize that if you, the less threatening you are at a strip club, the more they're willing to let you do whatever you want.
1: Oh, I know. And I definitely told her, I was like, you know, I said, I'm probably going to be like the nicest and like most polite person you have like all day. Because <laughs> I was just, I, I didn't know what to do. I was trying to be nice. I wasn't...
0: Yeah, well, because you don't want to, A, you don't want to get thrown out of the club and B, you don't want to be seen like that creepy dick. I know. No. Just be like, hey, can I... uh I touch you down the year. Mm, mm. sessions. <laughs> yeah. No. What, where do you live at? Yeah. yeah. Said,
1: so yeah, she said she worked at a couple other clubs. She said she worked at Mink's part time. So, oh, okay. but she's other clubs she works at. She works. Um, she said she works up in Rhode Island at the Cadillac Lounge, and there was another place that she worked at too.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I know I they usually tend to travel depending on where the most people are going to be, mm-hmm. you know. So, um. Yeah, I know. She
1: she was fine. She was, like I said, we'll, we'll talk more about it off air, but she was pretty chill and pretty down to earth. And just sure. like talking to a regular person, just she didn't have her top on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And you know the thing about, like, yet again, about strip clubs is that, like, when I went there, there was actually a couple groups of, like, boyfriend, girlfriend sort of thing, or, like, yeah. husband and wife like, women go to the strip club, too. Like women, it's not Actually, just...
1: I think women go to strip clubs more than men do. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I've heard a lot of women say they appreciate the female figure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? That doesn't make them gay, just...
1: Well, no, and also, if you think about it, there are... You could also use it as like a teaching session for your own relationship where if you see a girl doing something that maybe your guy likes and you're, and you're comfortable with another girl dancing or grinding on your guy, you go, oh, he likes that. Now I have that in my mind. I have to practice that and now he'll be, you know.
0: Yeah. like Because can- <laughs> if, if
1: you can do that, it saves you a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. I, I will tell you though, I was told that shots are very expensive. That's the one advantage I would have at a strip club. I don't drink. Yes. That's where you get in trouble because you can spend just as much, if not more, money on drinks than you do for a dance. Case in point, yeah. um, Rhino bought him Pierce and the bartender Kendra. They each they bought each one of them a shot. How much do you think three shots cost? And they were in like standard shot glasses yeah. or whatever.
0: What uh What type of shot was it? Did I think they- It was. I uh, think it was whiskey or something. Uh, okay, so if it was a whiskey shot, I would say maybe about. Three shots, $25, $30. Bucks? $36. Oh, $36. $12 a
1: shot. Holy shit. So
0: you figure... That must have been a top-end, top high-end whiskey. I don't...
1: It may not have been whiskey. It may have been something else. I wasn't paying attention to what they were drinking because I was too sidetracked.
0: Yeah. Depends on what type of, like, alcohol you get. That's getting. true. So, but you figure three shots at $36 for
1: three shots. For three shots, $36 in total. Two dances that were 60 bucks.
0: The strip clubs get expensive. You got to go with money. You can't go with, like... $15 well, the, in your pocket.
1: Well, no. Well, the other thing, too, is you have to go with money, but you have to set, like, a budget. So let's say, theoretically, you and I go in the future. Let's say each one of us walked in with, like, I don't know, $200 on us. Once the money's gone, it's gone. Yeah. And you just leave. Thank you. Have a good night. And, you know, honestly, $200 a,
0: will last you. I mean, Oh, I know it
1: will. I know it will. It all depends, though, because if you're there for, you know, if you want to pay for extra stuff, that's going to cost, depending on—because I know some clubs do that. Yeah. And it costs, and I don't know if—
0: I thought – I was like, I don't think I would do that. I Usually that's like the – I mean the extra stuff that's not like normal yeah. is usually pretty illegal. Um, they, they don't – they're not technically supposed to allow the extra stuff. No. You know? But I mean – usually if you go at 200 and you you maybe get a few drinks, you know, like a Jack and Coke or something. and yeah, that's, that's, where, I, that's where I
1: have the advantage because I would just be like, just give me water. Water's free. Yeah. And I have $200 to spend on what I'm
0: here for. Yeah. Did you have, when you went there, was one of the dancers dancing on like the main stage? Or was it like... There was, she was the only girl. Okay. So she was
1: dancing on the main stage in between. And I will say the funny thing about her is, is like the... DJ kept picking songs. Hey, coming up on the stage, main stage now, and she, he'd play a song, and she's like, "You can't dance to this song. Like, pick something out. This song sucks."
0: <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's also, interesting. That's funny. When I went there, was like like eight or nine girls who would like, and they would like all like three or four of them would be dancing at a time. Mm-hmm. That's when you get like the the people with the ones, and they start throwing it. That's when it gets pretty wild.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it was just her.
0: Oh, okay, all right, no.
1: But they they said there was reinforcements coming later, but they didn't know we didn't know what time and Rhino had a time schedule so we couldn't wait. So I was like, it's fine. Yeah. I actually kinda liked the fact that there was less people, there wasn't as much going on and craziness and I would have liked to have maybe a different girl so I could have had a different comparison, but it it wasn't that big a deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean that's the thing too, like when you have multiple people you kinda like can choose Mm -hmm. you know, you get to be a little Mm choicey with your
1: she's like She she comes over to the to the boys after my first dance. She's like, "How did how many ratings? How many star ratings did she give me?" And he was like, "He didn't give you a rating at all." And she was like, "You didn't give me a rating at all." I said, "Well, they didn't ask." I said, "If you want me to give you ratings, five stars. It was was fine. It was (laughs) amazing. It was great." Well, Christ, I haven't been able to put my hand on a pair of boobies other than mine in, like, a year. So, (laughs) what do you expect, dude? Like, of course you're going to get five stars.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know. She was attractive, too. She was cute. Hey, yeah. Uh, We'll get the dimensions off air.
1: (laughs) So, where are we at?
0: About 47 minutes.
1: I mean, is there anything else we need to to chat about? I mean, we we can cut it short. We have other episodes of stuff we have to do, so...
0: I'm um, trying to think.
1: We don't have to go an hour and ten every time. So we talked about Thanksgiving. We talked a little sports. Uh, I mean, we could talk a little bit more sports. The Patriots are. Do you? All right, I know you don't fully, fully get into football as much as I do. Yeah. You know the background of all of it. But what do you think right now is the problem with the Patriots offensively? Who do you Who do you think is to blame? Do you think it's Matt
0: Jones or do
1: you think it's Matt Patricia?
0: To be honest, I think it's it's Mac. You think uh, it's Mac? I, uh, from so if you watch Mac, it, it it doesn't have anything to do. I mean, yes, you know Patricia has some level in the game, but I'm it, it, when you look at Mac in the pocket, he's not comfortable, and he's not getting any more comfortable. No, no matter what happens, if you watch him, he's there's no room for him to pass. The, like once he gets caught in that pocket. They're, they're sacking him almost every time.
1: Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate on you and say that I 100% do not blame Mac at all. I'll give Mac some of the blame because there is sometimes he's skittish and he holds to the ball too long. And when he goes to slide, he's not as confident. Maybe that's because of the injury that he suffered earlier this year. Mm. I blame Patricia. Matt Patricia, when he was with the Patriots before he went to be the Lions head coach, was a defensive coach. He was not an offensive coach. He should not be our offensive coach. He needs to be fired immediately cuz he's terrible at his job. Even Matt called him out and people were saying there was a there's a clip that was posted by a whole bunch of people on Twitter and he said, "We need to pass the fucking ball more." People said that he thought it sounded like it looked like he said the running game sucks. Other people have said it says the short game sucks. Now, I don't think the running game sucks. The problem is there's no Harris so you don't have harris and stevenson subbing in it in and out so you keep the guys fresh it's always stevenson the patriots other problem is when they're behind the change behind the stick so when they get like a five yard you know um uh false start or a 10 yard holding call now first and 10 becomes first and 15 or second and 20 or something now you're in a now you're trying to make up for that So, you know, you don't have to go for the deep throw every time. Do little dinks and dunks. But the problem is, all right, so let's say it's second and 20 now. You you know, run the ball or whatever, you get like five yards. Now it's third and 15, and now you're either going to run it and just concede the the, so you don't throw an interception, or you'll throw a pass that gets you five yards, and now it's fourth and 10. When you fall behind the sticks, and at the end of the day, too, it's the same thing with Zappi. They're not going to have as much trust in Mack and Zappi as they did with Brady where they were just like, okay, you know what to do, Tom. If you don't like a play, change it. Where Mac's getting told, you need to run this play, you need to run this play, you need to run this play. And if you, straight from that, Belichick's going to be like, what did I just fucking tell you to do? You're supposed to run these plays. Yeah. you're As a player, you're supposed to be entrusted into the coaches. I can't blame Mac, and only because, look at what he did last year with Josh McDaniels. He had a great rookie season. They made the playoffs. They did a lot better than anybody thought they were going to. And a lot of people said, He was going to be, he was the best quarterback out of that draft class, which could be still true, but it looks like, you know, other players like Justin Fields are starting to kind of make a move and, but I think next year, I don't know. I I think if you get rid of Patricia, you get a, a true number because they don't even have technically an offensive coordinator. It's Joe Judge, who was a former coach of the Giants who got fired and Matt Patricia and their two are together, but it seems like it's more Patricia now than Judge. Maybe try a week where Patricia's not the coach and somebody else is, and then if you have better results,
0: yeah. I mean, I I I can understand where you're coming from on that. I, but you can't put all the blame on the coaching staff. Like, it's it's a mixture of everything, and part of that, a, a big part of that, is the fact that Mac needs to realize what, that when he's in those sort of situations, that he can't just he can't throw away the ball or he can't, you know, Well,
1: like, but like you said, though, he's not getting the time to throw the ball. He yeah. isn't getting the time. And I know a lot of people are calling for zappy and I am one of them. I will say that maybe I was like, maybe we just need to change it up at, you know, at quarterback, but that's going to hurt max, you know, confidence even more. So. Well, it
0: probably already hurt him when they changed it in that, that game against, uh, well, f-
1: against the bears. Right. Yeah. Well, I, from what I heard, they were kind of on a stop and go thing with Mac. Like they were going to let him play the first half anyway because of his knee, and they didn't want to push him too much. So Bailey Zappi may have played second half regardless. But the fact mm-hmm. that the game went the way that it went, and that's the other thing with the Pats too, there are losses that they've had this year that probably should have been wins, and granted there are wins that should have been losses. But, and it's just how it goes, and they're still in the playoff race, they'll get me wrong, but now you've got five games left, you've got the Cardinals on Monday night coming up next week, you've got um, the Raiders coming up, the Cardinals and Raiders are absolutely must wins. If you lose either one of those games, you're forget about it. Yeah. Shut it down. Um, and then you've got the Bengals, who are a playoff team. You've got the Dolphins, who are a playoff team, and the Bills, who are a playoff team. And you're expected to at least win probably what, three out of the next five games or four out of five? Like the Raiders yeah. and Cardinals, like I said, one hundred percent have to be victories to at least get you back there. And then the Bengals game, who knows what's going to happen? The Bengals look like they finally righted the ship and are the team that they were last year. Mm. Your hope is that maybe Buffalo doesn't have anything to play for because they've already locked up the one seed. So maybe they rest people because they don't want to risk any injury going into the playoffs and they give their starters two extra weeks to rest. Because you have to remember, though, the one seed in the AFC is the only seed that gets a bye week. The yeah. two seed has to play. Yeah. So if it comes down to, you know, Raiders, not Raiders, uh, Chiefs and Bills are both tied. The Bills are going to play their guys because they want to get that bye week.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that that makes sense.
1: As opposed to another team in uh, the New England region that's not really struggling, the 19-3 and Boston Bruins. Oh, my God. Who are just a freight train from hell and are just stomping out teams left and right. Now, you know, they've they've got three losses, and that's fine. You're not going to win them all. No, of course not. But, I mean, obviously, I'm waiting for some point where people start to, like, get upset because, oh, we've lost two in a row, we've lost three in a row or something. It's going to happen at some point. Yeah. You can't be on this high forever. I do not expect this, you know. I mean, at this point, like, can you win 30 games before you win 10? You might be able to. But, you know. We'll we'll see. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they're doing excellent right now, and their play has been fantastic.
1: Of course, it is. It's I been mean. it's been a, a whole team effort, and everybody's contributing. And that was that's been the team's problem for years is that secondary scoring. Like, oh, Hall Post, I mean, a Hall Marchand, Bergeron and Posternak aren't scoring, and nobody else can you know, can, yeah. can keep up. Like, I'm, we're not getting secondary scoring. Yeah, we are this year. We're getting it in spades. It's unbelievable. And the defense is playing well. The goaltending's been. As good as you know, you would hope it could be with in the in the post Duca Tuca era. Yeah. So
0: I mean, um, all, both Allmark and Swayman are fantastic goalies.
1: Yeah, of course they are, and it's good to have a one-two punch because if shit goes sour like it did in the playoffs last year, you've got that other goaltender you can trust in to go to the, as a backup. Yeah. Um, the last question I'm going to ask you before I wrap it up. So we obviously both know, and a lot of people know, this is an all-in season for the Bruins. They're putting all their chips there. They pushed all their chips in. Everything rides on this season. They're not worried about next year, two years, down the road, whatever. This is the Stanley Cup year. Yeah. What do you think about potentially trying to acquire Patrick Kane?
0: Oh, yeah. We talked about this before. Uh,
1: I mean, I like the idea. I I know his name is out there, and I know it's been floated out by the uh, Spit and Chicklets podcast, the Barstool guys. Um, uh, Paul Bissonnette and uh, Ryan Whitney, sorry. And Ryan Whitney did bring it up and said, there's a possibility – now, the problem you have is salary, because he makes like 10 or 10.5 mil, Yeah, and the Bruins don't have a lot of cap. So any trade that they have would have to include somebody of salary. Yeah. Now, I've seen people put, um, like, Chicago's a rebuilding team, so maybe you eat half of the contract and put them at like 4.5 or 5 or 5.5 mil, whatever it would be, and then have, um, you'd have to trade away your first round pick, probably... I would say probably an A-level probably an A level prospect for sure. A or B, probably an A-level prospect. Hmm. Um, was, and then a couple roster players. And I know one of the trades that I saw out there, which I don't know how accurate or fair it would be, which was Craig Smith for the salary. Because Craig Smith's kind of just in no man's land. I like Craig Smith, and he'd be a great – he's a great top nine or bottom six guy, yeah. third and fourth line. But there's just not any room for him this year, and it kind of just seems like that's how it's going to be. Yeah, And if you can turn Craig Smith somehow into Patrick Kane, you kind of do it.
0: Oh, yeah, without a doubt, yeah.
1: I love Craig Smith, don't get me wrong. He's been a great player for us the last couple of years, but I think it's time starting to run out, especially when you keep getting healthy scratched. And it's not fair to the player, because if he's got time in him, he's just sitting there. He wants to play, and I understand that.
0: Yeah, so give him give him the opportunity to play in a, in a failing Chicago team where people well, yeah, might be able to help them out.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously you're not going to make the playoffs, but you're going to be looked at as one of the guys because you're playing on a team that doesn't have as many, you know, high end talented players. Yeah. So Craig Smith, Anton Strawman, which is another guy who's kind of like stuck because the Bruins decor isn't that bad. Yeah. So, and then, um, so those two guys for salary purposes, and then I think a prospect in a first round pick, and then they would retain half of the salary. Which yeah. I don't know if Chicago would go for it. may be multiple picks. It may be multiple prospects and it depends yeah. on who the prospect is.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. like you said, though, I mean, if it can get them to the chance of winning the Stanley Cup this year, mm-hmm. adding pieces won't hurt. No, know? of course
1: not, especially when it's an all-in season. And then if you think about, you know, the top nine, I mean, if for Bruins fans out there, if you haven't seen it yet, your top nine, and this can all be interchanged, by the way, right now, it could be with Patrick Kane. Let's put the perfection line back together, right? Hall, I mean, Hall, I keep saying Hall. <laughs> Marshawn, Bergeron, Pachanok. That's your first line. Yep. Now your second line, Hall, Krejci, Kane. Your third line now becomes Coil, DeBrusque, and Zaka. And that can be changed out. You can move DeBrusque to the first line and let him play with Bergeron and Marshawn. You can move Kane to the first line. You can move Hall to the third line. So now you've got, you know, Marshawn and Bergeron on the first line. You've got kane and, you know, Poshnak on the second line. Now you got Hall on the third line. You can't have your number one and number two defense pairs out there the entire game. Somebody good is going to be out there.
0: And on top of that, you're not losing either way because you always have somebody that's
1: right. skilled. Right. And then you've got, you know, your fourth line would be Nosik, Felino, um, Frederick's in there, uh, AJ Greer's in there. So you've got a bunch of gritty guys who, you know, and Felino's had a, a resurgence from last year. I don't know what happened between last year and this year. This was the Nick that the Bruins paid all that money to.
0: Yeah. He's been doing fantastic.
1: Right. And I mean the other thing too would be is injuries would happen. So I'm not as keen on the 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 Kane that that would be the only negative side for me for the Kane trade. Is that if he comes in you lose pieces and that doesn't help because if somebody gets hurt in the playoffs which it's going to it's bound to happen. It's just it's just how it goes. Yeah. It's a two month grind to win the championship. It's why it's so hard to win. You can put in a Craig Smith who has playoff experience. You can put in an Anton Strauman who has playoff experience. Not yeah. to mention, too, with this team, with that top nine, your top four for defense. Carlo, Grizzlick, McAvoy, Lindholm. Lindholm's playing like a Norris Trophy candidate this year.
0: Oh, I know, yeah. he's. We made out on that trade. <laughs> you've got
1: a Norris Trophy candidate on your team who is not named Charlie McAvoy. What? <laughs> like, this was the defense we were looking for after we lost Krug. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got the tandem—the the best tandem in the league, which, by the way, I don't think they've done it. And I know there's a way to do it, and they should. EA needs to add in the goalie hug for specifically the Bruins only at the end <laughs> of the game. But it has to be Allmark and Swayman as a team. It can't be any other goalie tandem. So <laughs> you
0: if you, have, have, like if you have
1: Allmark and Swayman on a team at the end of the game, you should see them celebrating, and they should do That would be awesome. <laughs> I know you can do it, EA. Come on. yeah. Throw me a freaking boon here. They could totally do I that. I have to deal with your shitty product based on the fact that there's no other NHL game out there that I can play with the licensing and rights that you guys have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The more I keep playing that game, by the way, the more and more I want to keep telling you, like, just don't buy
0: it. Just, just The only reason jank. you would
1: buy it is just for us to play when we're here at the house. Yeah. At your house. So Super jank. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> dude, it's just so bad. Like... I have seen people on like YouTube play like be a pro and stuff and I don't know if it's all teams but they'll have like two four checkers and then three people are playing a neutral zone trap when the team's down by like a goal or two why do you have three people playing at center ice or whatever or two people at center ice and one person in the in your own in your own zone when then you've got two four checkers against five skaters <laughs> They always have somebody in front of the goalie, so cross crease passes are hard. The only way you get a cross crease pass in that game is if you have a legitimate two on one.
0: Oh wow. Outside
1: of that, it is impossible to score a one timer goal.
0: Impossible.
1: There's because they always just funnel towards the front of the net.
0: There's Uh... always like
1: three or four people blocking and I don't know if that's how like the the preset strategies are. It's awful. It is awful.
0: Could be the preset strategies.
1: All fucking full. (laughs) It's terrible. The only reason I I deal with that game is because it's a hockey game and there's nothing else. If 2K had a game out, I would 100% get 2K's game.
0: Go back to NHL 22.
1: (laughs) It's not any different. It's the same garbage. (laughs) They don't have any competition. That's the problem. It's the same issue with Madden. They don't have to worry about competition and all they worry about is fucking microtransactions.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's the one thing about the games is that they, you know, same thing with like any of the Call of Duty games. They don't really have any competition. Have some
1: pride in your product, my guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I got
1: you. On that little
0: space rant. (laughs)
1: I'm going to sign us off for this week.
0: All right. You go ahead, birthday boy. Mm. (laughs) So, of
1: course, as always, this is the Wicked Case Podcast. Streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Deezer, and wherever else you can get all major podcasts as well as YouTube All episodes come out at noon on Sundays, unless there's a special episode, which we will let you know ahead of time when that is coming out.
0: Most likely we'll have something along the lines of a Christmas episode. Right. Um, Before I read out the phone number, we didn't get any call from Megan, did we? We did not get a call from Megan, no.
1: Megan, if you're out there,
0: I got a lot of love to give. (laughs) And When I say a lot, or when he says a lot, he means a lot. What is that supposed to imply? You you
1: just bundled full of love. I am. It's getting cold this winter, and I got a lot of I got a lot of love saved up to keep people warm. <laughs> you don't need it. You don't need a heated blanket or a, you know a, a heavy blanket or whatever. You just
0: you just need the Rev Kev. Right. Right.
1: <laughs> and if you want that in your life, 774-764-9074. Ask for the Rev
0: specifically. Yeah, I'll relay the message. I promise. True.
1: <laughs> Email the wickedks at gmail.com. Website www.thewickedks.com. I like long walks on the beach,
0: Uh-oh. playing
1: video games, sitting around a cozy fire, Netflix and chilling, or Disney Plusin'. whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, socials, Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter at the wicked KS. And of course, $3 a month, folks. Patreon.com forward slash wicked Ks. You can see Kyle try to ingest an 18 inch dog from when we went to the big E there's going to be – we'll put up a one-chip challenge video of him, a one-chip challenge video of me s- suffering and struggling to try to do with a bunch of chemicals in our mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and there's a bunch of other stuff too. I mean, obviously, you get the perk of being the very first one. Yeah. We would greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, and as always, you know, shout out to everybody who listens to us, you know, in the States and around the world. Yeah. Germany
0: uh last week it brazil. was germany finland brazil there was one other one i think it was norway
1: norway there's china out there russia's listened to us england the uk sorry england not in the uk england uh, ireland i don't have the list in front of me like i normally do so it's okay you know who you are luxembourg, luxembourg. australia virginia connecticut massachusetts rhode island Some all of the of states yeah brazil all of it Um, uh, by the way, also before we sign off, shout out if your team is still in the World Cup. I think now that the United States has finally toasted with their 3-1 loss to the Netherlands, which they played okay. They probably could have and should have won that game. They just didn't capitalize, and that's something that's been plaguing the men's team for years. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to by default route for England. Oh, okay. But it, I think whoever's on the top half of the United States is has a better chance of getting to the finals because I'm pretty sure if I saw the bottom half, like the— if all the teams make it through, the bottom f- the bottom four bracket looks like it'd be like England versus France in the second the, the round of 8 and then it would be like I think it's Brazil and Bel uh not Brazil and Belgium, Brazil and Portugal or no, Portugal and Spain. Ah. Oh. So you got Portugal, Spain, uh England and France in the bottom half bracket. Like I'm like holy shit. Good Lord. So the top half bracket pretty much is Brazil's to just kind of cruise through if they have any chance if they have a chance to. So Yeah, I if guess I'll th- root
0: for them too. The English Yeah, yeah. English, yeah. So So, you know, shout out to them. Um, And until next time,
1: thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Tell your friends. And as always, peace and love. Let's get wicked.